Hey guys, it's Mike, Narcoleptic Customs Podcast, episode 12. I have a great guest today, Mr. Jonathan Montgomery, owner of several businesses, none of which are auto-related, which is a first for us, but he is one of the biggest car guys I know and uh, has always had really fun, really cool cars and uh, just has a great attitude about everything. He's a, a super neat guy, very quiet, but once you get him to open up, it's he's got some of the best stories ever. Um, I'll let him kind of get into some of those later, but I will tell you, he is the one that pushed us over the edge on the uh, on the Narcs cart, which I have a good update on that. So in our latest video on YouTube, uh, we actually take the day we picked up the Narcs cart, which I'm going to tell you in a minute, we also went to his place in Fayetteville, and he took us for some rides in his vet cart, which really helped push me over the edge to maybe pay a little more for the... Uh, for the Narcs cart than what I wanted to do. So I'm going to let him talk after I tell you guys about the Narcs cart. Oh man. Okay. Let's talk about the Narcs cart. Listen to me. I've wanted to do this for a very long time. Uh, basically what we're going to do is we're going to take a grand marquee. Well, let me give you a backstory. So the old truck has always been my project car. Um, I've never really had a secondary project car or anything like that. Um, the problem is, now that we're right at the end of being able to drive it all the time, is that I can't haul myself, the wife, and our two daughters uh, legally in the car. And everybody has seatbelts and all that kind of, or in the truck, and everybody has seatbelts. So it started kind of spinning my brain a little bit as far as what I wanted to build that would haul everyone. Um, and we went down a couple different plans. My wife is more of a four-wheel drive person. And so we had thought about maybe doing like a um, like a regular cab, long bed. But that kind of puts us in the same situation, like a square body truck. So then we're taking two cars to a show or on a road trip. And then we thought, well, maybe what about like a Jeep Grand Wagoneer? Because that's what we're working on in the shop right now. And uh, we're fixing to start another Grand Wagoneer with a... Um, with the we're gonna do an ls and it so I, you know so we went down that route i was like okay well so then um trent talbert and i were messaging back and forth about growing our youtube channel and uh, just growing our brand and uh, you know giveaways are always a big way to do that but um typically with a giveaway you'll have a lot of advertising that you're going to do with that because you know, you're wanting to get people to come follow you. Well, so here's the deal. Uh, we don't have a whole bunch of money, obviously. And uh, what we do have generally goes right back into the shop to, uh, to grow that, to grow our tool set and all that kind of stuff. So Trent made this suggestion, or I, I said I really wanted to build a cart and uh, that I think the content from that cart uh, will grow the channel because of the content that it will create. So we talk a little bit more. I mean, this is over a couple of days, and uh, I want to thank him really because uh, I mean I've re I've bounced so many ideas off of him. It's a, yeah, I feel bad for him sometimes because I'll randomly send him a message in the middle of the night. Hey man, what do you think about this? And um, so, anyways, we'll have him on uh, soon as well. But he said, "Well, hey, why don't you build the cart and give it away?" And I thought, "Oh my god, that's so smart!" Because one. 
I think I can build the cart for a few thousand dollars. So instead of spending a few thousand dollars on just advertising the channel or advertising our brand just to create more followers, which, you know, the ultimate goal would be to have YouTube pay us to do video, basically like based on our view content and our view count and things like that, YouTube, you can monetize and all that kind of stuff. So him and I were back and forth about that. So I've been wanting to build this cart for a long time. Sorry, I feel like that was a very long, drawn-out story to get you to this part. So we're building the cart to give away to a follower. Now, here's the deal. We crossed 100,000 video views on our YouTube channel um, sometime around, I think it was probably like the 28th of February or maybe the 29th, something like that. The goal is to build the car, have fun, do a ton of content with it, and give it away when the channel hits 1 million views. Okay, Not one video hitting 1 million views or us hitting a million followers or us blah, 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 all that stuff. When the channel hits 1 million views, we're going to give the car away. So one, if it's taken us a little while to get to 100,000, that gives me time to build the car and enjoy it before we get to a million. And then two... Obviously, with the monetization of YouTube, that also helps us pay for upgrades on the car. It helps us pay for um, the next project and things like that. And really, the best part is all people have to do is watch a video on their YouTube app. It's not like they have to buy stuff to uh, to to help us get to this level, right? So, speaking of buying stuff... Um, to help fund this project so we could move it, move the level up faster. We have created Narcs cart shirts, hashtag Narcs cart, N-A-R-X-K-A-R-T. And uh, we're selling those for $15 shipped. And we sold enough shirts in the first four days to purchase the car. We had some people give extra, which is a huge plus. Uh, NWA Streetworks, who's going to be doing a lot of the, the work on the car with us because he is such a, a Ford fanatic. Um, he is also purchasing a Crown Vic to do this with us, which will be a lot of fun. He's going to, uh, Robert Lee is his name at NWA Streetworks in Siloam. He is, uh, we're going to, he's basically keeping his car full bodied and we're going to do, you know, obviously we're going to cut ours to smithereens and do cage and stuff like that. So it'll be really fun to see the difference. Uh, we are going to do a competition more towards the end of our build uh, with comparing his car with a full body to our car with uh, with everything lightened and, and, uh, and caged and things like that. So we're actually talking about going to the drag strip this weekend to run those base numbers and to start pulling the cart apart. So we have those guys signed up. They obviously they helped with some sponsorship. Uh, Jared Bowen at Old School Sheet Metal Repair. We appreciate him uh, for helping throwing in a little bit more than what just a t-shirt cost. Because without, it was Sunday and I was going to look at the car and I was short and he helped us crest that uh that gap there and uh, by giving extra so we certainly appreciate those guys uh both of those because they helped it without them we wouldn't have been able to buy the car but without the other 35 people buying shirts we wouldn't have been able to buy it either so i can't thank everyone enough uh blake bowman gave extra we certainly appreciate him and his support uh he owns betty white he, it's the white 
2017 truck we did the the cam in so thanks to those guys thank you to to the 35 people that bought shirts in such a quick time i mean it's amazing to me that i i really kind of feel like we're starting to build a little bit of a brand and uh and that's humbling to me for sure that we have so many people that would support us like that and that would um buy our stuff i mean i can't wait to be at a car show and see somebody wearing a narcs cart shirt that i don't even know i mean oh well heck <laughs> see somebody wearing a narcs cart shirt that i do know <laughs> besides myself or steven so all right guys let's get into the jonathan montgomery interview and uh, i hope you enjoy it as much as i did and definitely go watch the uh watch the video on youtube it's titled uh, we ride in a in a vet cart and pick up narcs cart so thanks so much here we go all right guys i didn't even tell you how to win the narcs cart so here we go you ready it's super easy no purchase necessary subscribe to us on the youtube channel so you can keep up with all the updates when we're posting and all the content but go follow us on instagram because with instagram we can get a list of all of our followers uh, super easy in a in a spreadsheet we're keeping up with every time somebody follows us we add them to the spreadsheet um we will pull off of rant we will load those in the spreadsheet and then random.org will select our winner once we hit the million views so it's super easy uh, obviously you'll want to be doing that because if you want to have a chance to win you're going to need that uh, so if you have multiple accounts you can obviously be entered multiple times on uh, on the instagram if you do not have an instagram you'll need to email us at narcoleptic at hotmail.com send us your name and uh and we'll get it all set up there and uh, put on the spreadsheet so thanks a bunch here we go let's get into the uh jonathan montgomery all right guys you are in luck today we have mr jonathan montgomery owner of several businesses but really super cool cars that's why we're here we're going to find out how his car obsession or hobby um plays into his businesses and how that works uh, we're actually throwing a battery in his vet cart right now so we can drive it so we can put part of our video together for the uh for the death cart narcs cart that we're building uh that we're going to look at a car actually right after i leave here so super excited about that so we're going to get into some of the questions for him uh while he does the battery and i gawk at this car and his uh, and his lamborghini so here we go all right, Jonathan. How long have you lived in Northwest Arkansas? Uh, I moved here in, um, I believe, December two thousand nine. So you've been here a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so we met. Um, I guess we were probably on a rally at that point. I guess um, maybe Southern last year or something like that. I don't know. We. I feel like it's been a couple of years. Yeah. Who knows? Something like that. Been a while. So. What I now you've owned a bunch of cool stuff, vets, Lamborghinis. Uh, what all have you had? Just, just I, give us a quick rundown of the cars you can remember off the top of your head. Um, let's see my. Oh, uh oh, <laughs> I've set the alarm off. <laughs> That's awesome. There you go. It's like, hey, you're leaving the door open. We'll 
edit around that. <laughs> I, I have the craft stores to like close themselves after. Oh, nice. In case I forget. Because That's smart. You never know. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, we've come home and I'm like, uh, what the hell? All right, dude, so give us a quick rundown of the, the cool cars you've owned. I mean, heck, I'm looking at a, a Raptor here in the garage now. <laughs> so my first, what I thought was a really cool car, uh, like my first, you know, expensive, fast car was a, uh, was a, what was it? it was a 2007 BMW M6, and I definitely thought that was the coolest car in the whole entire world. Well, yeah. Now, how old were you when you bought it? I was probably 20, 24 probably. That's awesome. But it was definitely the worst car I've ever owned. It, <laughs> I had it for six months. I lost a ton of money and it was broken at least half the time I owned it. Oh man, that sucks. And I was like, man, this does suck. Yeah, the worst part about BMW, fixing BMW stuff is it's all expensive. Yeah, so, it, and honestly, it was under warranty and still was expensive. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was just crazy. And then I was like, and then I bought a 6000 I spent $6,700 on a C5 Corvette, and I loved that thing. It never <laughs> broke once. I drove it like it was the fastest car in the whole world. It was, and that, and that was when my love of Corvettes started. Yeah. And then, like I said, I drove that for about six months, and then I got a, a C6 Corvette, and then I ended up getting another C6 Corvette, and then I think I had that C6 for quite a while, and that's whenever, and now we're fast forward to like 2014, that's when the C7 first came out, yep. and I was like, I was like... I just fell in love. I was like, this is it right here. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm never going to own another car. This is going to be the last car I own. This is just the best car ever made. And then exactly one year later, they came out the Z06, and I drove that. And I was like, well. <laughs> Upgrade. Yeah. I, I got to get rid of this C7 because the Z06 is sweet. But I was like, but the Z06, that, I'll never get rid of that one. Yeah, not at exactly all. Exactly one year later, I got rid of that one. <laughs> and... I was, uh, that's when I got the 2008 Superleggera, the, the Giardo. Mm -hmm. That was a cool car. Um, you know, just being all carbon fiber on the inside, and it was, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. I had that one about a year as well. And I I'm never sensing had, a trend here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's even more ironic? Uh, both Corvettes, the Giardo and the Huracan after that Giardo, and this Huracan. For some reason all purchased in may every single one of them. oh man like, I mean, literally. you're setting a pattern here and you like, know that right <laughs> and i'm like and i didn't even realize it till you know some time into it i was like i get it like i didn't even it wasn't on purpose it, i don't know it's just like rally season yeah you know what i mean like get I, out in the new car and you're like oh man this weather's good it, let's let's do something different it was pretty coincidental uh <laughs> but now it's like it's just kind of funny that's awesome so, what has probably been your favorite car that you've owned so far? I don't know. I mean, probably the Huracans, either like the first one or this one. I do feel like my first one was faster than this one, <laughs> but I don't know if that's just because it's like you know the first time you own something, and then and then, then it was gone. You get and used I, to it, yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then it was like I don't know, but I, I I wish I could like race my old one in this one, but. Uh, 
and just and just get a feel for it, see if it is faster. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it's not. I, I mean, neither one of them. This one has exhaust on it. The other one didn't. Um, I, I don't think anything was done to the first one. Yeah. Or I didn't do anything to the first one. Honestly, that didn't take me as long as I thought it would. I thought yeah, it would take me longer. I feel like it, I guess it took me so long to get it out. So I was trying to not move this bar. Not move the bar. Yeah. For the first thirty. Minutes. I can appreciate that. What you need to do is come over and let my brother build you a new one, and we'll curve it around. That way you wouldn't have to take it out. Yeah. But tomatoes, potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let me see. Let me find. Let me find the rest of our questions here. So. Oh, all right. So your current cars, you've got the Raptor, you've got the uh, Huracan, and you've got the Vet Cart. And the Via Cross. And a Via Cross. I forget about it now. Via Cross Dude. is probably my favorite car. Yeah. <laughs> that thing is, a, it looks awesome. So uh, it's like your beater bash run around everywhere. Well, hold on now. It's not a beater bash I thought car. It's, it's, a, it's a respectable, nice car. I oh, just, I thought that's I what you bought to, it for. I just happen to ramp it a lot. Oh, okay. But okay. it's not for the beater bash. Oh, well, even better. But it's just for off-roading, ramping, and... Uh, General mayhem. Yeah. That's awesome. Hitting cones. If I'm on the interstate and there's a cone, I'm smoking. <laughs> we need to put a bumper on the front of that thing. Like just a guard. Just well, something to... I do need one because I hit a tree those... and I <laughs> dented it in pretty good. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Alright, so... What... I mean, how, how are you... Where did your car stuff start? Like, how did you become a car guy? Do you consider yourself a car guy? Yes. Yeah, so I think whenever... I would say whenever I was probably in junior high, maybe before that, I don't know, um, the McLaren F1 came out. Anyways, McLaren F1 came out, and I was totally under the impression that shortly after high school, I was going to be super, super rich. Yeah! And uh, I was going to own at least one McLaren F1. Maybe two. Yeah, maybe two. Depending how things worked out. <laughs> and, uh, well, and then shortly after high school, we go to college and I start, I mean, literally failing college. And then, I, and then it occurred to me one day that I was like, holy crap, I'm going to be poor. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I'm not going to have any Ferraris or, because Ferrari was actually was my favorite car. Ferrari, well, and the McLaren one was like yep. the pinnacle, but I thought I'd have a bunch of Ferraris too. And, uh, and then it occurred to me like my second year, maybe my third year of college, I was like, huh. How am I gonna get rich? How <laughs> you get rich doing like, this? Like people don't just give you money. You don't just. I just. I don't know. In my mind, I thought you grew up and there would just be money. There'd just be all this money. Yeah. You're like, what do you mean, parents? What are you talking about? You yeah. can't afford to do that. People are giving you money. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, yeah, those over there. And uh, I don't know. And then, um, but you know, that's kind of how it. You know, I mean, kind of jumping around, but you know, I, I ended up uh, starting my first business. The first one. Other way, right? What? No. Oh, I'm looking at it backwards. It's lefty over here. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm normally pretty terrible at writing tidy lefty. I've never been able to grasp that, especially if I'm on my back. Oh yeah, it's a guarantee I'm going the wrong way. Yep. <laughs> you know, one time one of my C6 Corvettes 
I was, I like loud exhaust in case you can't tell. Yeah. And uh, I was putting an SLP loudmouth on it. And I'm under there and I'm like, you know, one of the bolts, I'm sitting there like uh, trying to loosen it. And it was kind of tight. I get like a bigger bar on no. it. And I'm sitting <laughs> there, what I thought was loosening it. And then all of a sudden the, the head pops off. And I'm like, I guess I was tightening it that whole time. That's why it wasn't coming off. I don't even know my own strength. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so that was really inconvenient um, to deal with that. Yeah. But anyway. So for, first business. First business. Well, first real business. I had a lot of. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute, because there's a really good story that you told one time. I want you to tell these people, because it's hilarious. Um, first real business I had didn't actually work that well at all, and uh, that was like a pretty bummer moment, because again, I had this delusion that I was about to start this business and get super rich. Yeah, yeah. And then I started it, and then it failed, and I was like, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> and then, fortunately, you know, it's funny, I, my friend, his name is Ben, because um, at this point I was like pretty much done with college. I hadn't been doing well anyways. And uh, I was going to start this business and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it failed. And my friend Ben, he was actually the one. I was like, man, what do I do? I just go back to school and try harder so I can get a job. And and, uh, and he's like, man, he's like, why don't you just try something else? I was like, just person, try another business. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> You're right. And I was like, that's what I'll do. <laughs> and so I tried another product, and it actually worked out really well. And uh, so then, you know, but by this point, you know, you get like kicked in the teeth once, and then you know, you, the the delusions. You know, I didn't think I was gonna just become oh. rich all of a sudden. I, I realized that it was gonna take some work. And but like I said, that business did pretty well. I did that for about a year. And then I started uh, another little business with a friend um, named Jared. And that's when things started going really well. Because um, my employee that I had my first little business, I, I let them start running it. And, you know, like, I'm like I basically just gave it to them and said, hey, you know, you, yeah. you keep running it and I'll just take a small, like you can keep most of the profits and I'll just take yep. a small, like you kind of flopped, you know what I mean? Like right. I was giving her like 20% and I was getting 80 and then we flip flop and then she was taking 80, I was taking 20. Because and I mean, because that, I was focused on the other business. Well, and at that point she knew what was going on. Yeah. She knew how to run it. She knew what, what to do. And so that worked out well. Um, the only, the only thing there was after about, I don't remember if it was one or two years of her doing that. Uh, she saved up enough money and she actually went and started her own business uh, <laughs> kind of cut me out but no hard feelings there I mean it, it was she could have just bought yours you yeah, know what I mean well, she wanted to move also oh, she I moved you. to Jonesboro to do it and, I mean no no hard feelings yeah. I, I guess you know yep um, but and that was actually when I bought that M6 was uh, after you know like I said things started going pretty well and uh and I, the M6, I believe, came out in 07, which is when I graduated high school. And I remember thinking that that was the coolest car ever. And yeah. 500 horsepower and all this <laughs> stuff. And they depreciated like rocks. And uh, I looked down and I'm like, they depreciated a lot. And I looked at my bank and I was like, it's gone up a little bit. I was like, I think I can do this. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's when I bought the M6. But like I said, that was a mistake. But... But, you know, all things happen for a reason. Right. 
that. Um, let's forget where we were at. So, so from the so she moves. So, did you close that business? Did you find somebody else to run it, or I actually found somebody else, um, and they did okay for for a little bit. Not you know, I mean, just kind of. Um, it was still going. It was still going all yeah. right. But the, the the business I had with Jared, that was like my first uh, like gold business, like my first cash for gold business. And oh, cool. That was that was um, my main focus. I mean, yeah. Was, you know, everything else was just a little bit of funny money, if you will. Yep. So. Well, cool. And then uh, so businesses now, but you've always you've always sold stuff. Yeah. So let's tell the turtle story, <laughs> because like we're st- I'll, I'll give a little backstory here. We're standing at some I don't know, gas station in wherever the hell we were, mm-hmm. and you start telling the story. And like by the end of it, there was like twenty or twenty five <laughs> people around listening and laughing. It was hilarious. So oh, so let's wow. talk about box turtles. All right, box turtles. First of all, you should never sell box turtles. All right, it's illegal <laughs> and frowned upon. Turns out, but. So, I, like I said, I've always dabbled in something, and when I was younger, I was actually, uh, I, I met this guy that he, like, sold, you know, snakes and lizards and all this stuff, and I thought he was the coolest dude ever, and I was like, I want to sell reptiles, because I thought snakes were cool and all that stuff, me and my friends, like, we had one, blah, blah, And so, I was, like, I was buying and selling snakes at, like, reptile shows, basically, like, you know, little convention centers, and, and it was going pretty well. I mean, I was... 15, 16 at the time, and uh, maybe 14 to 16, I don't really know, it doesn't matter. But, and then one of my friends that's in the snake business, he was like, he was like, he gives me a call one morning, and he's like, how's box turtle season going for you? And I'm like, what, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, it's box turtle season. And I was like, okay. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, you're not collecting box turtles and selling them? And I'm like, no. I was like, why in the world would I do that? Who would buy a box turtle? You can just walk outside and find one. And he was like, exactly, stupid. You can walk outside and find one, but everyone else in the whole country cannot. It's only like Arkansas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, maybe part of Texas, I'm not sure. And I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. That seems pretty dumb. I was like, who would buy a box turtle? And, um... like he was like all right do me a favor he was like put up an ad on kingsnake is what kingsnake.com i think is what it was called that was like the website that we bought and sold like e-commerce in the early stages like the ebay of selling snakes and uh he's like put an ad up on correct on kingsnake and they have some box turtles and put them up for like 50 bucks i was like you are crazy 50 bucks <laughs> I, I was like but i don't have any box he's like that's fine he's like just put up the ad if anyone calls you, you go find a box turtle. i was like all right you're right it's i fine. like this dude's attitude yeah. and i was like all right so i did it that first day i probably had three or four people uh basically say they wanted to buy and i just took a google image i mean, it was just a google image of a damn box turtle and 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 I had like three or four people hit me over box turtle. I'm like, what? What's going on with all these box turtles? <laughs> yeah. 
And so then I put the hit out on Boxster. All my friends, you know, we're, we're in a small town, Van Buren, and there's a lot of back roads. And I told all my friends, like, I'll give you $5 for any mm -hmm. Boxster you bring me. And my friends were like, hot oh, damn. Like, and <laughs> before go. you know it, I had a couple hundred box turtles. And my parents wouldn't let me keep it at their house. And so my <laughs> friend Tony, he, his parents kind of lived down the country. And so I cut him in on the profits if he let me build a big turtle pen. So we, we, went to, <laughs> we went to Lowe's, got some, like, I don't know what they were, you know, like 2 by 10s 2 by 12s that were, like, long, like, you know, 14 feet long, whatever. The longest they had, maybe 16. We built this turtle pen. We had to get... Chicken work is they'll actually dig. Like you gotta put chicken wire on the ground, oh, chicken wire over top, otherwise and like hogs, fox, who knows? Be like a, a buffet there with all those top box turtles. But um yeah, man, I mean like so we I mean I, I accumulated a ton of them in a short amount of time and I'm selling them as fast as I can get them. I mean how do you how do you ship a box turtle? I guess I mean you ship snakes and stuff, yeah, so it's the same so thing. Box turtles are a little bit trickier because they got arms and, and they can dig out stuff. So you have to actually put them in a a like kind of like a a burlap. I don't know if burlap's the right word, but like a, a like a like a cotton pouch, if you will. And you know you put it in there, and then you actually you know kind of zip tie it to keep them <laughs> so they can't you know so like they can't dig their arms. Oh yeah. my gosh! So you kind of have to restrain them a little bit, but they're fine. Yeah. And you overnight them because uh, you know they're yeah, animal. Yep. And uh, and you only ship stuff like that during the nice weather. You know? Yep. But actually, I never had any at all the snakes and all the turtles. I think I only lost one uh, snake during shipping is because it got rerouted the wrong way and they sent it north. Oh man. So that was unfortunate. But, yeah. But. Uh, no, so you've, so, got a, you've got a couple hundred box turtles now. You're slinging these things I'm like hotcakes. Right. <laughs> and this went on for about two, maybe three weeks. And yeah, I mean, I was probably selling like, I mean, I was selling five to ten a day, which is pretty decent money for a 16-year-old. Right. Where you know? do you take a, where do you take that to ship it? Like just FedEx? You're like, so, hey, this is a live animal overnight. <laughs> so I actually was always, I was using DHL at the time. I don't yeah. know why. But, and DHL would just come to my, I was living at my parents' house, obviously, and uh, DHL, just would, they would just come, like, I was like their last, I kind of made friends with the guy, and he would like, I was basically his last stop of the day, you know. Like oh, that's awesome. So they weren't in the truck all day, yeah. Yeah, like, Makes so like sense. at 4.30, he would swing by and pick up all my shipments, <laughs> and, and they were ready to roll. I oh, took pride in how well I packaged them. Yeah. Leaves, but, Turtles were taken care of. Yeah. And, um... So this went on for about two, three weeks, and then, you know, somebody had a problem with me doing it because they reported me to the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, and so I get a knock on on my door, and uh, I go to the door, and it's they look like police officers. They got the hats on, and I'm like, what's this about? And then I was like, no way, this is about the turtles. And because I because I kind of knew that maybe you weren't supposed to do it, but I really you know you're not you're not supposed to speed either. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like and it's like I didn't think anyone would actually take that seriously. Yeah. But they do apparently. <laughs> and um, so luckily they were all at Tony's house because if they would have been it's like a five hundred dollar fine per turtle. So oh my you're, god! I don't know if you're doing quick math, they got two hundred of them. That's a lot of damn turtles. That's, I'm going to prison. Yeah. <laughs> So they actually had a legitimate search warrant. They searched my parents' house. Luckily, they didn't find any. 
And, well, yeah, I probably need to go back. So I opened the door, and they have a print. And this was, you know, a long time ago. So printers was, like, all the lines in it. You know, it was, like, really just a crappy print. But it was just a screenshot of my ad. And they were like, we're looking for Jonathan Montgomery. And I'm like, again, I'm a 16, maybe 15. I don't know how old. I'm probably 16 at this point. And went, I was, like, 98 pounds, you know. And uh, they were like, we're looking for Jonathan Montgomery. I was like, that's me. And they were like, not you, kid. Your dad. Is your dad named Jonathan Montgomery? And I'm like, no. And I was like, I'm Jonathan Montgomery. And they were like, and then they pull out the piece of paper. They're like, is this your ad? And I was like, it was. And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I'm not selling box turtles anymore. Man, look on your feet. <laughs> and uh, and they were like, we printed this off this morning. And I was like, man, I was like, yeah, I get it. But, um, you know, the, the ad just stays up for a little bit. You know, I mean, I can go try and figure out how to delete it if you want. But, yeah, I stopped doing that a couple of days ago because I found out it was illegal. And they were like, we have a search warrant to search your property for box turtles. And here's the funny part. They actually didn't even look in the backyard. They looked all through the house. Like you're keeping but, these things yeah. inside, yeah. But, I mean, I guess they played at night a couple hundred of them. But, yeah, they didn't even look in the backyard. I mean, I'm like, they could have all been back. That would have been fine. But they, um, they're looking through everything. And then they issue me a warning in a six-month, I don't know the right word. Like, basically, I wasn't allowed to hunt or fish for six months. <laughs> because of this warning and I was like um okay no big yeah, deal thanks <laughs> and uh but then I'm like you know in hindsight I kind of wish I would have just kept selling them because I don't know how they would have ever found out they were at Tony's but um <laughs> I just did what I was supposed to do and so I deleted my ad I stopped selling which is unfortunate because I was making bank right and so then but I still had these 200 turtles and so I was like well, I just let them all go in one spot I was like they're all probably gonna get ran over yeah. And so then I called my friend up in Kansas, and I was like, hey, man, I got pinched for uh, selling turtles. <laughs> and I was like, do you want all these? And I tried to get $10 a turtle out of them from him, but he stayed firm. He'd only pay me $5 for them. But at least I got my money back. Yeah. And hopefully all those <clears throat> turtles went on to good homes and didn't get ran over by rednecks and trucks. That's funny. Wow. That's so, so that's like, I mean, from the times we've talked, that's kind of like you've, you've always done something. Always trying to do something. I yeah. Guess. yeah. I didn't. I don't even think I realized it back in the day. I was just always doing something. Just, it wasn't like intentional, really. Yeah. It was just, turn, turn, yeah. Did you ever sell candy in junior high to other kids? Probably not junior high, but I remember in middle school, <laughs> I realized because this was like before credit cards and debit cards and all that, so our kids didn't use them. I guess I don't know. Everyone, you came to school with cash, you know. Yep. And I remember like in middle school, realizing that you know all these kids after lunch had change. You know, 50 cents a quarter, 35 yeah. cents. And I started looking on the, because everyone's like jumping around the jungle gyms and change is falling out of their pockets. I'm walking around the playground <laughs> picking up change. Oh my God. And then at some point, I picked up all the change I could pick up and there wasn't really much anymore. So then I actually just started asking kids for their change. And they were giving it to me. They didn't go, that's oh, when, yeah, no problem. Here you go. That's when your you, your brain was like, hey, listen, so, people will give us money. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so I'm asking all these kids for change. At the end of, you know, a couple months later, I go to my mom. And, you know, I'm in middle school. I got a ton of change. And my mom's like, I was like, I want to cash this in. And she's like, where'd you get all this? And I was like, the kids at school give it to me. Yeah, my friends gave it to me. <laughs> and then she's like, what the, you can't do that. You can't steal kids' money. And I'm like, well, I wasn't stealing it. They, <laughs> they, they asked like, for it and they gave it to me. Right. And uh, then she told me I couldn't do that anymore either. Yeah. That, so so I have a funny story. My uh, 10-year-old now, she was like seven at the time. They go to like Fun City or something like that. She gets enough tickets to buy a gumball machine. Mm. 
then sells every gumball in there for a quarter. (laughs) Like, I was like, that's my kid right there. I'm, she's awesome. So, all right. So part of that, you've told like two businesses, business businesses are the, I mean, how many are you involved with right now? Right now I have, uh, you know, gold diamond company, which is kind of like, you know, that, uh, that first cash for gold business. Yeah. Like, you know, we buy and sell jewelry, diamonds, watches, anything like that. And, uh, so find, find them on Facebook. I have, um, I have two of those, one in Fayetteville, one in Fort Smith. And then I have, uh, EVM jewelers, which is kind of like our nicer retail jewelry store. Yeah. And I have, uh, those are custom shirts, which is next to EVM jewelers. We make T-shirts, business cards, banners, and really sweet. And and then we also have a couple uh, online businesses that because I've really been uh, trying to put more focus on online businesses because I've always done these brick and mortar retail stores, especially you know I'm getting old now, but when I was young, it's like I was doing these brick and mortar stores and I'd meet people and they'd be like, oh. You're young, do business, you do business online? I'm like, nope. Nope. Do business like old people. <laughs> and, um, but, and I wish I would have started a long time ago, but, um, yeah, so I have a. Um, the best thing is the internet's not going anywhere. As far as I can tell, yeah. yeah. And um, so we have a couple online businesses that That's we're, awesome. uh, we're trying some, like, um, some, like selling some stuff on Amazon. And yeah. The, and then we've tried couple different products like selling them like through our website or you know to and it's tough to get traction you know what I mean because it's like there's a lot of websites out there but yeah. working on one right now that I think is going to go really well we're going to we should be launching it in the next week or two we've spent a lot of time um my business partner Matt Horner he's he's spent uh, a ton of time getting the, the website ready and I think it's I think it's the best website we've made so far I mean, that's it just, cool it just looks really professional yeah so well well once that's live i mean definitely give me the link and all that stuff we'll put it in the show notes yeah so we'll put all the <clears throat> all the businesses obviously down there and on the uh, youtube whenever we lay this part over the driving of the yeah. bed cart <laughs> and then um let's see what else we got um and then I, I do i try to do a lot of like rental properties um, yeah i've had and sold a handful over the years. Um, right now, I'm trying to focus more on commercial rental properties. Uh, so I have I have a couple like warehouses uh, in Fort Smith and duplex up here in Fayetteville. But um, I had, That's an apart- awesome. had an apartment complex for two years probably, and then I realized <laughs> that apartment complexes are a pain in the ass. You don't you don't want to have a whole bunch of people to take care of. Well, the problem with, and you know, it wasn't a very nice apartment complex or anything, but the problem with it is your good tenants in an apartment, their goal is to get out. Like, they want to get a duplex or buy their own house, right? Yeah. And your bad tenants, they're totally okay with just staying right there in that apartment, causing <laughs> you a bunch of headaches. <laughs> yeah. So the, you know, the good people leave, the bad people stay, and they just multiply. Just eventually, filter out all the good people, and then you just got all bad people. Yeah, and was, payments miss, I'm sure. Yeah. So let's talk about how, how how do you feel like your car hobby affects like your business stuff? Like, do you push more if like you're trying if you found a car you want to buy? Is it like, hey, I want to do this? Because, and I'll just I'll give some back story to that. So like with our with the Narcs cart, like. I, I'm pushing like our shirts and things like that to 
pay for that because that's how my brain works. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's, yeah, it's probably, um, you know, like, I don't know if subliminal is the right word, but yeah, you know, it's like always, especially, I don't know, like, especially on like the first Corvette to the second to the Gallardo to the Huracan, like I was super focused on like, in my mind, like getting to the Huracan. Like that was like my goal. That's know? awesome. Because I just felt like it was the best car. I never even drove one, but I felt like <laughs> You're it was like, the best car in that's the world. That's it. You know? That's cool. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, probably that's that's part of it, you know, like, and then, um, you know, uh, for me also, you know, it's like, try to, it's getting harder as you get older because you end up just spending more money and doing more things, but, you know, like, when I was younger, I was really good about saving, and I think that was a big part of what uh, helped me get there in the first place because I was really yeah. good at saving, but, um, you know, in the past four years, I feel like kind of done less saving and more living. But, uh, more, more fun time. But you know, it goes, I don't know. One of my friends, I was like, maybe I need to go back and save more money and you know do more stuff. And he was like, why? So you can have all like save up to buy all the stuff you have right now. Like you know, it's like, right. it's like oh, I guess you're mad. Yeah. So I don't know. I go through phases. Like sometimes I feel like you gotta experience like, life. And, like an emergency yeah. fund is fine, yeah, but yeah. like you know, I. I mean, my kid's going to get the house and stuff. Like, they better figure out how to make it on their own. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's going to have some fun. Yeah. So, um, all right. Last question, and then we'll go into, like, a like a quick uh, either-or set of stuff. So, is there any, like, automotive-related stuff in your future, you think? Like, something that's more directed towards cars, you know, car modification or anything like that? Um like businesses involving cars or yeah. just like doing cars yeah oh yeah. yeah businesses for sure businesses involving cars probably not i you'd have to be super super rich yeah <laughs> you know i have um you know at one point i thought i was going to do like a used car lot and started looking at that pretty seriously and and i definitely think there's money in it but uh yeah i think you know all, all the stuff and that i've done and i've all the other businesses that I've done and closed down and you know it's a recurring theme that I really like jewelry related businesses yeah and uh, real estate and internet based businesses so I mean those are if it's not those three things I'm not about it anymore you know yeah. like it's uh, well, not, and the t-shirts and the t-shirts is a fun business but that's my only exception right now but for the for the just because the creative side the, like that side of it the t-shirt business is fun and it also allows us to do most of our most of our internet based businesses uh, are possible because of that business. Like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? Like yep. apparel and, you know, being able to... Oh, that makes sense. Being able to print on demand because we have a pretty cool uh, DTG printer. So it lets us print just one single shirt or we can also, you know, we can screen print and we can do a thousand shirts. Yeah. So... Um, That's awesome. So... Well, cool. Well, all right. So here's what we got. So we got uh, four, not rapid fire questions, but four that we ask everybody. No. All right. So... What is the fastest you've ever driven a vehicle? And what was it? I think it was my first Huracan. I think I got to 187. I was pretty determined to hit 200, but I ran out of road. <laughs> and then uh, I just haven't really got back up there yet. But uh, I think it was 187. That's pretty fast. It was fast, yeah. That's it, awesome. The car, I, there was no one in front of me when I started, and then... <laughs> And then all of a sudden, these people popped up pretty quick. They were like, what the hell? Who is this airplane? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Um, all right, so when you're working on something and you're taking it apart or putting it together, are you a, a WD-40 or are you a PB Blaster guy? I've never used PB Blaster. What? So I guess WD-40. Yeah. I'm also a big fan of hammers and drills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is going to come off of here. Yeah. So actually, I have a, a little souvenir from when I did my Huracan uh, exhaust. I couldn't... It was already stripped out a little bit before I got there, and then when I was done, it was really stripped out. It <laughs> was a non-essential, non you know, screw or I don't, I don't remember what it, it was holding something, but there was other ones holding it on too. So I just had to drill the thing out. But I, That's I, awesome. I, I saved the head. It's a, it's a, it's on my, on my workbench over there. But that's yeah. cool. So typically, when you're working on stuff, like if you're gonna. You know, not just replace the battery like we have this morning, or like you have this morning. I haven't done anything. I've stood over here and watched you and stared at you. Um, are you, you you generally wear gloves or you work barehanded generally? I'm a fan of gloves, um, but sometimes you know, I think it depends on what you're doing. You if know, you're putting yeah, I mean like, bolts in tight little spots, it's yeah, hard to wear gloves. I, I think I wear. I think I like gloves, but more so like when I'm working on like you know like houses or flip house or stuff like that you know yeah. like, there's nothing worse i can't like carrying wood like plywood yeah force i hate carrying that barehanded it's yep. like i'm gonna get a splinter like any seconds yep at any time all right so are you a uh like if you're buying tools which you've used some this morning are you more of like harbor freight or are you more of like uh snap-on matco all that kind of stuff now I haven't really gotten ever any uh, snap snap on or stuff like that. I'm I'm more of like cobalt and, uh, yeah. and crap. I mean, you know, I, I like cobalt a lot, which I feel like my friend Joe Reed always gives me crap about having cobalt stuff. But <laughs> I think it just I don't know. You know, at one point I was uh, I was buying gift cards and uh, like from people like way oh, yeah. at, at a store in Springdale and. I don't know. I guess these people stole stuff and got gift cards. I don't. I don't know what they do in their own time. But right. I mean, we we're just we we're just buying gift cards and you know I'm buying them like sixty, eighty cents on the dollar. And I was getting a lot of Lowe's gift cards back in the day, so I kind of just kinda stuck with that. That's awesome. But yeah. well, cool. All right. Well, I'm ready to ride in this thing. Well, let's let's so, do it. All right. I think. Dude, and I, as far as I can tell, I installed this battery correctly. I, I we'll shook find it out in a minute. Let me, get the cam Let me get the camera started in case it lights on fire. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, we certainly appreciate that. Make sure to follow us on all the, uh, on all the social media platforms. We're on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and uh, obviously on YouTube because uh, that's how we like to bring our content to you guys. So thanks again. See you soon.